सो वेलकम यू ऑल आप लोग अपना समय निकाल के इस कार्यक्रम में आए नीलेष जी का कार्यक्रम है उनकी स्पेशल टॉक हम लोगों ने अरेंज करवाई है सो आई वेलकम यू ऑल फॉर दिस सेशन ऑफ एन इंटेलेक्चुअल टॉक बाय प्रोफेसर नीलेष ओक आई वुड लाइक टू से फ्यू वर्ड्स अबाउट इंडिक एकेडमी बिफोर वी स्टार्ट द प्रोग्राम एंड आई इंट्रोड्यूस जो आज के हमारे गेस्ट हैं उनको सो इंडिक अकेडमी इज अ नॉन प्रॉफिट सीकिंग organization which seeks to bring an intellectual cultural and spiritual renaissance based on indic civilizational thought the organization enables public intellectuals to discover their potential transform them as thought leaders and nurture them to become social entrepreneurs indic academy provides various kinds of courses grants scholarships programs networks and platforms to establish relationships with existing universities and institutions currently we have an mou with kanchi math sanchi university and chinmay vishwavidyapeeth the organization provides fellowships research and travel grants to scholars and public intellectuals publishing grants to digital platforms and first time authors so we keep on promoting various new first time authors and uh, include various book launches and such events so as to enable new authors to come in in limelight we at indic academy continue online and offline courses and programs including workshops etc and as regards network and platform we enable public intellectuals to connect cooperate and collaborate with one another by nurturing various networks such as indica network indic art activist network indic author network and indic economic network so there are various aspects which we are trying to fulfill the gaps in our society jo chhota mota hum logon ke haath mein thoda bahut hai this was this indic academy is steered by shri hari varlamani ji so now uh, about uh, today's program now the west has a world view of science and dhar and religion while in bharat we had an age old tradition of science within dharm and now dharm has been interpreted as religion so we can somehow say okay in india we had a history we have had an history of science and religion working together science has been a part of our religion whether it's the vedic chittis or whether it's calculating our various uh, muhurt or whatever so mathematics calculus whatever so nilesh ji would be expanding on this topic uh and uh, i am dr shilpi tiwari i am a euro uh, eurosurgeon by profession and i welcome now professor nilesh ok ji for his talk he is an adjunct professor at institute of advanced sciences in usa and uh, he'll talk about something about himself also we expect that he writes extensively on his blogs and has published three books on ancient indian chronology so welcome nilesh ji namaskar namaskar everyone all right thank you for thank you for coming so science as a religion and the subtitle if you want to call it the basis for indic renaissance you know so there was a european renaissance you know few hundred years ago and it's time for indic renaissance it's already happening it's a trickle but it's a happening okay 
so let's go everyone comfortable with english yes. yeah okay so let's start with what is science before i show you the slide quickly what is science Achha, like as a basis, as you are saying as a basis, right? Knowledge, you know, usually it meant Greek sort of, uh, you know, meant, meant knowledge, right? Okay. Yesterday I went and took a picture next to Jantar Mantar, you know. And uh, because I posted today on a Facebook, they said, oh, perfect day to take the picture, you know, the, the Makar Sankranti. So my best wishes to all of you on the, the day of Makar Sankranti. That's the day of Uttarayan. Everyone must know that uh, we have not updated our calendars for a long time, almost 2000 years. That's why Ashwini is our first nakshatra, okay? And Uttarayan we still celebrate on 14th or 15th because 1800 years ago, when sun entered the zone of Makar Rashi, that's when it happened to be the timing of winter solstice. Since then, 17, 1800 years have gone by, okay? And now it has shifted because true winter solstice in our times is 21st, 22nd December, okay? That is, and you know, immediately we, I mean, you go on the social media and you just fight, oh, you don't know this Western calendar. No, no, no. Western calendar has its limitation, but as far as the Gregorian calendar is concerned, as a purely solar calendar, okay, it's an amazingly accurate calendar. So let's not go the West versus East. In fact, I'm going to take you into deep antiquity. Once you go into deep antiquity, there is no West and East. It's just us. Okay. All right. So, uh, how many of you have been to Jantar Mantar, either here or Jaipur or wherever places, right? And so, this is one structure, they call it Mishra Yantra, but then other side there is this wall in the middle, right, uh, Samrat Yantra, and then next to that there is a circular structure, right? So, you know, many people just go there and kind of wonder, what do they do with this, you know? <laughs> so, for example, if you see here, this is how, you know, you see those windows there in that circular structure and there are these bars put in between. That's how you can make very accurate measurements of, uh, of the sky. And we'll see why that was so important. I mean, around the world, but India was like a number one. You know, we'll, we'll see that. Um, all right. So now, yeah, so I just said here, you know, this is the uh, cosmology or astronomy. When the, in the Western world, when the European Renaissance took place and science kind of took hold, you know, science as opposed to religion, the Christianity, okay, the most successful theory in the West is that of cosmology, the planets, okay? And then it just turned out to be the most successful. In fact, the famous names of scientists that you hear, okay? Copernicus, Galileo, Newton, Einstein, Lagrange, uh, you know, Maxwell, they're all related to this science, most successful. Now, what is sad is, and I'm going to show you, a research, you know, saksha-based research, evidence-based research, based on the most successful theory of science, our people struggle to understand the conclusions. And I don't mean the ordinary people, our researchers also, okay? Kind of very funny. All right. Quickly few quotes, I don't want to read all of them. Uh, so science, this is a quote from famous scientists, you know, however, is never conducted as a popularity contest. Suppose if you go for a debate between two theories, the person who spoke well is not the one necessarily the winner. It's very important, okay? Now, the other one is, uh, what it says, what is science? You know, science, scientific uh, thinking, scientific method is, this person is saying, is the best philosophical construct that we humanity has. Okay? We'll see, we'll see the connection here. And, uh, of course, if one ignores the contradictory observations, then, you know, it may be very popular, it may be exciting, but it's not 
truth you know so couple more a uh, few more uh, so it's a culture the next one is it is curious how often erroneous theories have a beneficial effect so that is the beauty of science even when you make mistakes okay it lead to progress okay may, actually many number of great um, uh, revolutions or great discoveries have come from accident that wasn't really what they were after they were doing something else and then something else happened okay uh, it's a self correcting process now the, what is important there is this see the erroneous theory uh, those of you who study vedanta and you know we hear vedanta and people think oh that's a complicated in fact unless you talk about vedanta in a complicated language no one believes that you know vedanta okay so here this erroneous theories you know which is what uh, this this uh, vedanta term is what uh, uh? Neti neti is one very good. That is the process of science. Not this, not this, not this. Okay, and then tamo prakashavat. So even an erroneous theory, you know, tamo you can call it, but it becomes gives you a context for the prakash because otherwise you know if everywhere is a prakash you don't know what is a tamo, right? Uh, Self-correcting process. Now what is the big deal about self-correcting process? Sanatan Vedic Dharma, that's what we call our Dharma, right? And Yaskacharya, who wrote the Nirukta, like how to understand the Vedas. You know, he defines Sanatana as Sanatano Nityanutan. Nityanutanha. The one that is capable and insists on refreshing itself continuously. That's a self-correcting process. You try trial and error, you fix yourself, change the theory and move on, right? And the last one, you know, again, this is he's one of my guru, you can say, Sir Karl Popper, you know, the philosopher of science. Science must begin with the myths and the criticism of the myths. Myths meaning a, a truth claim. Myths not in the sense of a false, but it's a truth claim. It's not been validated. All right. Quickly, what is the benefit of science? I just picked a slide. You know, I mean, you can, you can think of many more things. It solves everyday problems. Would you agree? It solves the problem. That's why we do science. We also do this to satisfy our curiosity. We want to know what is it, you know, uh, build knowledge. Uh, develop technology, you know, we have all these smart technologies here, they came from science, uh, and address societal issues. I want you to note those. Even the address societal issues, okay, and then inform policy and whatnot. Now, try to see, I'm going to show you the similarity of this with the Indian Dharma Shastra or Indian Darshanas, okay. It, it addresses all of these issues. Now, what is Dharma? Okay, I'm not asking for a definition. What I did is, I said, I went to Wikipedia and just copied, you know, like, I just typed what is Dharma. Let's say what they say. If you look at the top, you know, it says Hinduism. Okay, Ruta. Ruta is what? Doing the right thing, so to say. Satyam Vachmi, Rutam Vachmi, right? Uh, in order that makes life and universe possible. And it includes duties, rights, laws, conducts, virtues, right way of thinking. Essentially, what they're saying is, you understand Dharma, it's very difficult to describe it, you know. Right? Dharma, you know, that's like that. And I'm not going to read the next one. What I want to show you is, like it starts with us. You know, there is a Swadharma. There is a community Dharma. It starts with us. We, our model is what? There is an Atma. In every one of our body, you know, there is an Atma. Right? And so there is a body around it. So that star there is an Atma. Okay? Represents. Okay? Um, that's the individual. The individual has needs and they need to be satisfied. Okay? Then, if you have many such individuals, we have a society. Okay, so we need some additional rules how to deal with others. Okay, and uh, there are basic necessities, but then there are some higher necessities, and for that we also need philosophy. We need rules. 
like even a tra uh, what you call driving rules driving conventions there are like philosophy always drive on this side you know don't change the lanes stop at the red light you know those are kind of rules now when we look at Rugved, you know, either we know what it is or sometimes, you know, we just think it's something esoteric, it's beyond me. And that is frankly true because they are so old that it's very difficult to figure out what exactly they are saying. Then we get stuck into, you know, as soon as this happens to me all the time, I'm sure it will happen to you. As soon as you take one Ruk from Rugveda and give the translation, if there are some Sanskrit Pandit around, meaning Sanskrit professors, then the whole discussion gets into that is not the right translation. And the funny thing is, if I ask them for their translation, then they keep mum. This happens time and time again. I go to different universities. I was at Chinmaya. One hour they were fighting on a simple word, Pramana. I gave like a 10 different translations and they said, no, that's not it. No, sir, you're not using correct one. I said, so how do you translate it? He said, well, you know, I mean, that's something we have to discuss. What do you mean? You don't know the answer, but you're saying somebody else is wrong. <laughs> Even a multiple ones. Okay. So we have that. Now... When we look at Rugveda, sometimes what we may feel is like something esoteric. Well, there are some esoteric stuff in a sense of a very interesting stuff. But we, you know, this one, how many of you can read this? Tvanno asya amate rutakshudo o abhishastu ravasprudi. Tvanna uti tava chitraya diya shiksha shachishta gatuvita. Now, just two lines. But you know, that is the beauty of Vedas or Rugvedas. You can extract so many meanings out of it. Relevant meaning, meaningful meaning. I presented in Boston, just on these two verses, how this provides a whole education model. Education model as to what should be taught, how it should be taught. Okay, What are the qualifications of a teacher? What are the qualifications of a student? Everything is there. I'm not going to take you there. I just want to pick three words from there. It, it is saying amate, you know, so tvanno asya amate amati kshudha abhishastu. This is a prayer to Indra. And it is said, hey Indra, you know, please give us that knowledge, you know, please share with us the expertise that you have. That will allow us to deal with amati kshudha abhishastu. Amati is what? Amati, mati, amati, you know, bad thoughts, you know, we digressing from a righteous path. Kshuda, everyone knows kshuda. If I talk here longer, you will have a kshuda, hunger, okay? And abhishastu literally means curse, but means like when we are not feeling well, you know, disease, epidemic, and so on. Those are the very basic things. I mean, the Rugveda is talking about it and asking Indra to give us the network. You know, the Uti, Tavachi, Uti is like a web. Give us Uttavachitraya, give us like a variegated techniques, different knowledge, you know. And then he's described as what? Shachishta Gatuvita. The word Sreshta comes from Shachishta. Okay. Gatuvita is a pathfinder, a coach, a mentor. Be a mentor to us. Okay. So ignorance, hunger, and disease, you know, so amati, kshuda, abhishastu. And the, so what we need to counter that is a wisdom, sustenance, and health. And for all of this, we also need a philosophical basis. That's a darshana. Now I'm going to quickly walk you through six darshanas. Everyone has heard there are shat darshanas, right? Vaisheshika. Vaisheshika darshan, in simple language, it's a physics chemistry. In a simple language, it's a physics chemistry. Okay. Now suddenly you will think, oh, this must be a backward. You will be amazed. Like chemistry, I'm a chemical engineer by profession, by the way. The chemistry that we use as a very uh, sophisticated chemistry, it is only 200, 200, barely 250 years old. But people managed to do all kinds of fascinating things before that, by the way, without that chemistry.
okay um, so you can see that now what is the there is a definition of a dharma many definitions so yato abhyudaya nishreyasa siddhi sa dharma okay learning those skills that leads to abhyudaya leads to prosperity and nishreyasa the ultimate good the people translate that in the many ways you know making lots of money but it also could mean what moksha like ultimate whatever you want to do it release from this you know in fact jana you you have heard about the janaka or shuka and even ram you know vasishta is also guiding ram for example what is the story of a, a shuka he is antastyagi bahirtyagi shuka goswami he has renounced everything internal also outside also he doesn't look much now if you look at the janak janak is a king he is enjoying royally you know in fact if you read the story of a janaka you say what's going on what book i am reading okay he is in a absolutely in a enjoying but he is what antastyagi bahir sangi outside he is enjoying but internally he has renounced the thing and vasishta also guides uh, rama saying that antastyagi because he is a king right bahir sangi loke vichare ragava vasishta singh that inside you be renounced completely but outside you enjoy you are a king okay so that's what this teaches us the basics physics and chemistry okay this is nyay darshana like just before the talk we talked about the logic sometimes the logic is missing the initial physics chemistry is right think of that you know the discussion that we had physics chemistry is good the evidence is good but drawing the inferences we struggle that we struggle because of the lack of knowledge of the nyay darshana which is tarka shastra so the first 16 elements it talks about okay then it also talks about the things that people do wrong if these are not known on social media in research papers in conferences people are fighting using these futilities and fa- fallacies and they don't even know that they are doing it and then the audience doesn't know and the judges don't know so we are stuck so there is no alternative to swadhyaya pravachanecha each one of us to our own ability have to start learning these things just because in their sanskrit or sanskrit means backward no this is exactly the one line the some guy western guy will take and harvard build a model and make tons of money out of it okay and then these are the last thing that you see is somebody behaves in a not appropriate way during the debate the person is to be rebuked and removed removed from the debate or in the modern language social media we can say either he must be muted or blocked <laughs> okay that's the language sankhya darshan bhagavad gita second chapter we hear about the sankhya okay so again what is the purpose of a sankhya remember what we talked about the objective of a science like to solve problems make life happy and so on and now what does it say trivida dukha the first line where nivrutti the three types of pains you know suffering that we want to sankhya wants to get rid of adhyatmika adibhautik adidaivik and so on uh, then yoga darshan if you look at it now look at some of those atha yoga anushasanam fine but he's talking of science there if you look at number 7 number 8 number 9 pratyaksha anumana agama pramanani vipariyo mithya jnanam atadrupa pratishtam shabda shabda jnana anupati vastu shunyo vikalpa these three sutras are fascinating basis of indian science but also modern science fascinating basis there is nothing beyond those three in modern science none how many of you knew that or how many of you would have thought that yoga darshan has that okay now this is our problem when i presented in few places chinmaya was one they said sir please please you know i mean you want to do modern science go ahead and do it please don't touch yoga darshan what do you mean 
the dichotomy between science and religion is in the West. And when Shilpi Tiwariji introduced me, they said, you know, like a little bit of this, we have this. No, there is no difference. In fact, there is absolutely no difference between science and dharma. The objective is the same, the tools are the same, no difference. Now, over time, we might have confused some things, but there is no difference. Sankhya, everyone knows in Bhagavad Gita, Sankhya is same as yoga. You know that ekam sankhyam cha yogam cha yapashati sapashati, right? So Sankhya Mahabharat verse says that all the knowledge, most of the knowledge, 99.99% of the knowledge is due to Sankhya that we have or it was there 7500 years ago when Mahabharat was written. Okay? Yoga, those three uh, sutras that I just read to you, I am putting it there. Some of you who understand see the beauty of it. Now yoga is very very old. Okay, So I mean we can say easily say more than 7500 years ago. Kapila, Sankhya is already mentioned. Those three sutras I gave. Now, in the context, how many of you are science degrees? Like some kind of science degree. Physics, chemistry, biology, whatever it is, engineering. Yeah, okay. All right, a lot of them. So you should be able to re relate to that very well. You might have heard the name Francis Bacon. In the West, he is considered like a father of a science, you know. Now, he actually got many things wrong, by the way. Because in spite of that, he was still thinking Earth is at the center. <laughs> until Copernicus, okay. But his statement is very interesting. He is saying, truth emerges quicker from error than confusion. And I have underlined three words. The first one, the Pratyaksha Anumana Agama Pramanani is the way to get to the truth. The second line, Vipariyo Mithyadnyanam Atadrupa Pratishtan is how you get to the error. Mithyadnyan means error. And the third one says, Shabda Dnyananupati Vastu Shunyo Vikalpa. Meaning, you are making a claim very important for every one of us to listen because I hear a lot of that with that Shraddha, only Shraddha or Andha Shraddha, but no corresponding evidence. Shabda Dnyananupati, there is a, a claim, but there is no backing evidence in support of that claim. Shabda Dnyananupati Vastu Shunyo, there is no evidence. It refers, it leads to Vikalpa, confusion and delusion. Now, do you see that very interesting statement from Francis Bacon? <laughs> it says, truth emerges quicker from error. So, Mithyadnyan is not such a big problem. But if the person is completely confused with the claim, even doesn't understand that if one makes a claim, there has to be a evidence to show it. It's a demand of our dharma. We cannot just simply use the statement and saying, because it is written in the book, it is true. What, do you know what Shankaracharya says? Right at the beginning, if you read the Brahma Sutra commentary. Jnanam na purusha tantram kintu vastu tantram The knowledge does not depend on the opinions of individuals. It only depends on the objective truth. Nothing else. Nothing else will be acceptable. Okay? Alright, and you have seen that verse. Okay, this is the remaining two. Jaiminis karma mimausa. Okay? And then the last one, Vedanta, you would have heard, or Vedanta Darshanam. Okay? Now look at there, Atato Brahma Jinyasa, or in the Jaiminis, Karma Mimausa Darshan, the, or known as Mimausa, uh, Atato Dharma Jinyasa. There is another problem, right? I mean, few people here, uh, if, you, if you have forcefully brought your friend with you, you know, he must be thinking, when is this going to be over and <laughs> let's get out of it, right? Unless you have your own curiosity, this will not really help, you know, that's what it's saying. Don't bother telling this, it will not work, because it's not easy. It's not easy to learn that it's not easy. I mean, why we, why we only feel challenge when it comes to our Shastra? How many of you think quantum mechanics is easy? It's not easy. Newton's theory is not easy. 
Honestly, I mean, we, I'm also through math, I mean, science stream. How many of you truly understand Newton's theory and Kepler's theory? How many of you have truly understood the equation? Not really, other than f equal to ma and pass the exam, you know, right? All right. So now how do we use this? So what I said is, we have this science background, the Western science. Now we looked at the Dharma Shastra, the Darshanas, just focusing on the Darshanas. How do we use it? What I'm going to show you, you may know this, this is known Japanese way, you know, this is known as Ikigai. How many of you have heard the name Ikigai? Okay, very good. So essentially, I'm going to first finish the Ikigai. Okay, this is Ikigai. Okay, so what you want to, I mean, if you want your life to be peaceful, happy, not many conflicts, you know, you enjoy what you do. What you want to start with is what you love, what you are good at. Okay, that kind of tells you what you're passionate about. Then what you are good at and what you want, I mean, what you might get paid for, decide the profession. You know, I said, okay, here is, you know, do this. Don't go. There is not much scope for this discipline right now. You know, that kind of thinking. That's how we end up doing degrees. And then, you know, you can see the overlapping, what the world needs. That kind of comes afterwards, you know. Okay, what I have done is I have superimposed uh, the dharmic concepts on it. For example, uh, you know, directional translation, the passion as a guna, the profession as a karma, the mission as a dharma, and vocation as a artha. Artha, of course, is a money, but also means meaning. You understand, like artha as a meaning. Okay. Now, <clears throat> our varnashram system, now again, that also gets a lot of beating, and you know, so we also confuse much. But that's a very, very scientific way of looking at it. Chatur, Bhagavad Gita Krishna says, Chatur Varnyam Maya Srishtam Guna Karma Vibhagasha. Now we have got stuck into it, you know, just whoever you are born to and so on. But Guna Karma Vibhagasha, Guna Karma, isn't it nice that you are passionate about it and you are good at it and, I mean, and then that's what you end up doing. That's the best thing to have, right? If you do this, these are the outcomes. You will be very content, prasannata, Kartavya, you know, your duty, you will be able to be useful to the society. You will be useful to your family, useful to yourself, useful to society, if you do this. Um, then Yoga Kshema, you know, so because you enjoy what you do and if you found the right way, you, it will also provide for your sustenance. And Mukti, you don't have to worry about Mukti, it just happens. If you do all this, that will just happen. Okay, it's like a fruit ready to fall off. And that's the definition of a Stita Pradnya. Now people say, what happened to Karma, Jnana, Bhakti? Well, any of these you need this. You need to do some duty. You need a knowledge in order to do it. And you need that Shraddha and reverence that, you know, have that conviction. This is going to work out for me. Okay. So those are the circles of this. Quickly, I'm showing in the Western world, you would have seen, uh, uh, you would have heard of Abraham Maslow and his triangle. Roti Kapra Makan at the basis, Anna Vastra Nivara, and then it goes into security and recognition and self-actualization. That's a very reductionist view. I'm not saying it's a dharmic view, but there is a parallel. And you can actually map those on an ikigai. You know, for example, you, I'll just go fast through this. I have another talk explaining this. So you can actually match those steps with a varnashram. Now, you know something interesting. Varnashram, those are different. Ashramas and varna also. But there is a one baseline rules for everyone. When we talk of Veda Pramanya, Anyone quickly, what is your understanding of Veda Pramanya? When you hear, oh, Veda Pramanya. Hamar liye Ved Praman hai. What does that mean? Many definitions, I'm not saying one. Okay. Uh, according to the Vedic concepts. According to the Vedic concepts, okay. 
correct now we get into those trouble right and then that is correct now what happens is many people will take literally the way it is written in the vedas and the way i interpret or somebody interprets that's how it is truth and that's what veda pramanya is you will find many acharyas talking about veda pramanya not in that sense at all veda pramanya means the basic minimum common minimum program the common minimum program which is what the conviction into niti dharma so for example doesn't matter which varna you are in and i'm not giving a lecture on the varna i'm going to move on but which varna you are in there is a very standard program for example everyone knows this ahimsa satyam asteya akama krodha lobhata meaning akama akrodha alobhata okay bhuta priya hitehacha dharmoyam sarva varnika so ahimsa satya asteya chori nahi karna you know a kama a krodha a lobhata and bhuta priya hite always thinking of the well being of the whole living entities not just uh, human beings that is a duty that is a basic moral fiber of all the varnas it's not like given for somebody else okay and you all skip that but you can also see that for all ashramas there is also a common minimum program it doesn't matter which uh, particular situation you are in in fact it ends with mano vak mano vak kaya sanyama so sanyama of a mind sanyama of a speech and sanyama of a body is for all ashramas okay no no exception all right so now i was uh, telling to some of you Uh, this is the framework that i used in my 25 30 years of research okay at the in the inside the triangle what you are seeing is what we call the science scientific method the logic of scientific discovery okay that's what people in the west everyone will understand we must understand because it is of our stuff pratyaksha anumana agama pramanani pratyaksha anumana upamana shabda pramanani laukika parikshakanam yasmin arthe buddhi samyam sadrushtanta the value of adrushtanta okay and swa pratipaksha sthapana hino vitanda if you are objecting to someone but you don't have your own alternate position for the same problem and you, you are discussing it you are doing vitanda these are the nyayadarshana epithets okay so at the top you need vidyan buddhi i mean this is a very soft thing it's not like cannot be described only it can be explained when you do things tantra yukti like a technological way of doing it and then tarka shastra okay and i'm going to show you a small clip afterwards at the end of the speech okay um, on uh, i had uh, s- small clips on both but i'll play one on both both those clips uh, were mr bean how many of you have watched mr bean okay so the both were from that but i'll show you the one for tarka shastra which is many of uh, us struggle okay so to explore uh, the middle five points i have just expanded this is the framework it doesn't matter what you are doing which problem in the world you are solving i like with swami ji you know we discuss something like you know he's working on and you know trying to do something doesn't matter medicinal health problem agriculture technology science doesn't matter this is the network that's science okay but and it comes from our shaddarshanas okay so truth what we are going to do best approximation to the truth and science scientific we say more likely versus less likely it's a minimization of a error would you agree as the technology grows we are removing the errors even the best the best successful uh, theory of science i said cosmology so it started with ptolemy in the west world then copernicus came and he said sun is at the center not the earth then kepler came and he said you know that's all true but the orbits are not circular they are elliptical Newton came and said well there is a relationship between them you know two bodies there is attractive force and so on then einstein came and said newton you are wrong there are some other things happening you see 
it slowly goes on progressing. The reason I'm mentioning is it uses the same approach, minimization of error. Now you'll be amazed to know that uh, Upanishad Upanish talk about it. What the modern science doesn't tell you is why are you doing this? Now they will tell you why they are doing it. For example, they will say, which is true, why, why people do science? Like some of the people, you know, likes of Einstein, they will be totally busy doing this all the time. Like just like I spend my time uh, studying Ramayana, Mahabharata, Rugveda. Why do you think they might be doing it or me? Because they get joy. That's simple, right? The rapture of living, happiness, they feel content, they feel excitement. That is there. There is something beyond that Upanishad tells us. You know, for example, Mundak Upanishad. Satya, and you'll see this every Upanishad. Satyena labhyas tapasa yesha atma. He says, in order to get atmadnya and to know who you are, the atma, atma darshan, you need satya. In if you ask the scientists, oh, but you know, which subject you guys do science? What would be their answer? He says, it doesn't matter. Pick whatever excites you. Science can be done anywhere. Same thing Upanishad is saying. It's not saying satya about what. It says satyena labhyas. Your, your behavior, what you are doing, what you are searching must be dedicated to satya. Satyena labhyas tapasa yesha atma. Then only you are going to get to atma. And the another thing is required is a tapasya, tapasharya. Samyak jnanena brahmacharyena nityam. Four things are required. And if you do this, then what happens? Antasharire jyotirmayohi shubra. Aapko atma ka darshan ho jayega. Yam pashyanti yataya kshina dosha. Forget other thing. I want you to remember kshina dosha. How amazing and scientific word that is. When the minimization of fault happens in that individual, not elimination of faults, Minimization of faults, you can still get the Atmadnyan. Are you with me? That is exactly scientific approach. Any, the aeroplane that is flying, do you think it's flying everything perfectly? Actually not. The car that you are driving, it's not. But it's still capable of taking you from A to B safely. Same thing, it can happen. So that Kshina Dosha, the minimization of error, just I had a uh, discussion with somebody and he said, finding the truth is not an optimization problem, he said. And I wasn't saying anything like that. But when he said it, I liked it. Because I said, well, let me tell you, it is nothing but optimization problem. Kshina dosha. You're not going to get perfection. Now, have you heard this? Like, you know, a, a try for a perfection, you'll end up with excellence. If not, then remember this, you know. Try for perfection, you end up with excellence. So, you know, good enough. Excellence is good enough, right? Okay, this is quick summary of my work. This is some 25 plus years of work. If you look at their zero, that's us here, 21st century. If you go back this zero, what is this zero? Christ. Christ. Okay, so now, you know, if you don't want Christ, then what you do is you attach a C, or sorry, attach an E at the end of BC. If it's a BC, that's before Christ. If it's a BCE, before common era. Now we are all stuck with that calendar, you know, and eventually we may be able to get rid of it, maybe not, but we have to use that calendar for many reasons. Okay, don't get just so emotional, oh, when are we, I mean, I get this because of this. Uh, Nilesji, why are you, I mean, all good, I like this, but you using the Gregorian calendar, I don't like it. I said, give me alternate one, I'll start using the next day. Then they disappear on social media, okay. So but my quickly work was based using astronomy evidence, like, you know, this... Uh, um, Mahabharata in 55-61 BC, uh, Ramayana in 12,209 BC, and then Rugveda, uh, the current Rugveda that we have, uh, you know, we can show that the last portions of it are same time as Mahabharata. Okay? And when you go backwards, the Rugveda has a 10 mandalas, 
Okay, one, two, three, one through ten. The oldest mandalas are not one, two, three. They are the six, three, seven. Those are the oldest mandalas. Six, three, seven, four, two, five, eight, nine, and then long gap and a ten. And all the ruchas of the first mandalas are all over, right from the oldest to the newest. How do we know that? For example, how many of you know that in the Rugveda that we have, the Shakala Samvita, there are names of Shantanu and Devapi in it. How many of you knew that? The mention of Shantanu is there in the Rugveda. So just few. Who is Shantanu? Father of Bhishma. So you have to think how did that Shantanu and Devapi was his brother. And Devapi went to the forest and Shantanu was ruling. How did how did that get into the Rugveda? Anyone knows why? How did it get into Rugveda? Very good, excellent. Okay, you get hundred brownie points. Whoever said that, in, yeah, because Vasa compiled it, Vasa edited, recasted, and so on. Okay, and then so that's that's what happens. Now, what this does is uh, again, many people say, so what does the chronology has to do with? I mean, so chronology good, but हमें तो फिर spiritual पे focus करना है. That is another blunder. If you want to focus on certain thing, that's fine. But if you are thinking, therefore, this is useless, you haven't even started dharma, understanding of a dharma. Uh, you will not find more accurate chronology or chronological clues in any other place in their history. In fact, Greek or Roman, you will find totally BS, 100% BS. They have a, almost nothing to little evidence, but they have written tomes on it. And we have so much evidence that we haven't even touched. And 100 people working for 100 years will not able to even scratch the surface. And we say, well, we don't have evidence. I mean, they told us we accepted the, uh, uh, my, one of my friends, he's a British consultant, a good sense of humor. He said, you know, Nilesh, I love this. And he has read my books and whatnot. He said, please enter a point there for European enlightenment. Okay? That, you know, you see that? European. So he said, when is it? He said, go to Wikipedia, you know, 1600, whatever. Um, and so the, the, the reason it helps is it allows us to see the alternate claims about our civilization, very disastrous claims in that light. Against this uh, thousand plus empirical evidence base from dozen plus different disciplines of science, we have this chronology. Against that, what the Aryan invasion theory is saying? Guys, you have nothing here. Just don't unnecessarily argue with us. It started right there and you are here. Invasion after invasion. Okay, that is that bracket. There is a second bracket. That is our problem, guys. Okay, today, uh, how many of you happen to read Dr. Anil Narayanan's uh, article in India Facts? It came this morning. You read it? Oh, wow. Excellent. Okay. Um, so, he is talking about why that 31, everyone remembers that number, 3102 BCE, that is the beginning of Kali Yuga, and we fight all along. He has explained why that is a basis for a calendrical, it's a Kala Yuga, like starting of a calendar. And we can find that, but not to be confused with the Kali Yuga that we hear from Bhagavad Purana or Mahabharata or so on. Okay. So, that's another Yuga dogma, but it doesn't necessarily stop there. We just say Kali Yuga began there. But then you start talking about Ramayana, like how many of you have an objection to my Ramayana date there, like 12,000 meaning what, 14,000 years ago. Please be, be very frank, you know, like open, come on, what are you talking, this happened like Sattavis Mahayuga or million years ago, Dwapar, Treta Yuga mein ho gaya, to 432,000 times twice is Dwapar Yuga in between 864,000 and so on, okay. Um, yuga has many definitions, so that's another dogma that we are stuck with. And then the last one, so the Indic, you know, that's also kind of um, tough one because that is our people, you know, but they are also stuck with the 8000 BC and afterwards. 
even to them. Why, why that happens? Sometimes people think, Are, you know, Aryan invasion is 3,500 years, 8,000 years, so Okay? But you know? No, if you have a truth, you can go anywhere. You know? The evidence can take you anywhere. All right. Uh, quickly, these are my books. Just move. Okay. Now I want to show you a couple of things that I talked about Amati, Kshuda, Abhishastu. Remember? Okay, the amati, like you know, mind, having the proper mind, kshuda, hunger, like basic necessities, prosperity, and abhishastu, meaning disease and health, and you know, maintaining that. Uh, so, what, what was the India's contribution to that? You know, as a dharma, as a dharma tradition, uh, prosperity, we talked about the uh, Vaisheshika Darshan, the first sutra, second sutra, yato abhyudaya nishrayasa siddhi sadharma, learning the techniques, developing the expertise to earn prosperity. Get to the prosperity is dharma, okay? Uh, with all the other things, ayusa satyamasteya kama krodalobata, you know, bhuta priya hiteyacha, you know. All right. Um, how old is agriculture in India? Now we had some discussion, so you may not answer. Anyone else? How old is agriculture? You think? How? What are the other guys telling us about our agriculture? <laughs> First thing they said what? I mean it started in the Turkey, you know, and then it came here 7,000, 8,000 years ago is when it started there, it came here. We have tons of evidence coming. These, these are two papers from Sri Lanka. There is evidence of agriculture or harvesting because if everything is available in the forest, you don't have to do anything, then you don't have to necessarily plant anything. Just pluck the fruits and come home. Okay? That is also possible. So this paper, it takes you peer-reviewed all that people worry. Where is the peer-reviewed paper? Well, yeah, I mean... It's not. Don't make a big fuss about peer-reviewed, but this is peer-reviewed. It it takes you back to. Can you guess? Forty-three thousand years. Forty-three thousand BC. So forty-five thousand years in Sri Lanka. The harvesting of products, fruits, grains, etc. Forty-five thousand years ago. If you look at a second paper um, by what same author, another place, uh, a very wonderful uh, evidence of agriculture in Sri Lanka. 16,000 BC, around 18,000 years ago. The reason I'm saying that is, our tradition of agriculture is very, very ancient. It didn't come from Turkey. If at all, we would have given it to Turkey. Okay. Now, something else. I'm talking of prosperity, guys. Okay. What is the other one? What is what is the other way to get uh, become pros prosperous? One is grow, right? Increase your wealth. What else? Commerce, Commerce trade. Okay. Uh, uh, Indians were phenomenal navigators. Phenomenal. Okay, so this one is saying. I, I just want to give you one line there. This is by uh, I forgot the name. Arnold, you know, he has said shipbuilding was a well-established craft at numerous points along the Indian coastline long before the arrival of Europeans. In fact, if you the, another one, and you can go to Wikipedia and read that. Just the last line, he says the ships constructed at Bombay in its heyday were said to be vastly superior to anything built anywhere else in the world. Now, because some non-Indian is saying it, I think no one should have objection accepting it. Okay. Now, something interesting. Hmm? What is it? Let's not go there. I mean, all kinds of fuel. Okay. Now, the Treaty of Nanking, you know. Because British now wanted, you know, to exploit these, have a monopoly in comparison to the other powers like Spain and whatnot. They made a treaty with the Bombay ship do uh, dock workers. They, they, you know, there was expertise from Surat all the way to Calicut and Cochin and everyone of the building. And, you know, so why? Just like they did it to the textile industry, 
the ore industry, the mining industry, they wanted to do the same thing, take the controls. Okay, so that's what you see. Uh, quick story. When, uh, you know, my, my friend, when I, I worked for General Electric for 16 years, and, uh, you know, uh, I was in sales, but there was another engineering guy. We used to go uh, frequently for lunch. And so when we were going together, his name Bob Belanger, uh, and he was so excited, so, uh, you know, this is like 10, 12 years ago. I'm fascinated, and he said, oh, God, I did not know that India was so good at shipbuilding and something, you know? And guess what? I also did not know. <laughs> huh? So I said, what is he talking? I mean, which ship, what, you know? And he was just fascinated. He said, yeah. I said, okay, well, is there a book or something that I can read? He said, just go to Wikipedia, you know, and just type this. And the reason he was asking is he was something into, like, he will build his own car, like, take an old car and build it. He used to build his own aeroplane. Okay, very good friend of mine. I said, well, still, I won't sit in that aeroplane. <laughs> okay, but you know, so he was looking for some techniques from that shipbuilding, and that's how he found it. Okay, now, if you want to do agriculture, and if you want to do uh, uh, trade, navigation, what else do you need as a science? What else you need to do it? Weather, weather. weather prediction, excellent. Yeah. Maps. Directions, maps, directions, everything, okay? Hmm? Currents, absolutely, okay, lots of things. Astronomy, so all these things are correct. I'm going to pick the astronomy from it. So this one is from uh, Surya Siddhanta, okay? So it says, uh, but, uh, but pay attention, I'm almost done, okay? Atyasanna tayatena grishme tivra kararave deva bhage suranamtu hemante mandatanyatha. Like when we read something in Sanskrit, we say, Achha, usme ka science hai? Usme kya hai? Kuch to lag hai, namaskar karo. At the end of the shlok, namaskar karne ka. Right? That's what we think. Maximum, you know, namaskaromi, akshatam, samarupayami. We don't think anything is beyond that. I'm going to show you how fascinating this is. And when I presented this at Oxford University, I mean, obviously, you know, just myself and another, uh, everyone else was non-Indian. But when I showed them the conclusion, they didn't like it. And you'll see why. And they were foaming and frothing at the mouth. Okay? Just like one guy, you know, just saying, don't know what to do and stuff like that. Okay? But let's see if what happens to you. And if you recognize it and if you believe it. Now, there's nothing to believe. That's the reference. Okay? If you take that verse, I will not go into it. You can go and watch my uh, Srijan talk uh, in a very detail. Or read a paper on, I think, India Facts. Okay? Surajya India Facts, one of those. There was a very unique situation. There are references in Surya Siddhanta, and if you want to put them together like a jigsaw puzzle, okay, the references, the, what it is saying, that verse is saying is, sun is the closest to the earth during Grishma, and the farthest from the earth during Hemanta. Now, they are not talking about the angle. They are talking about the actual distance from, of the earth and sun. And because the orbits are elliptical, somewhere it is closer to the sun, I mean closer to the earth, and somewhere it is farther to the earth, okay? What is interesting is that what that is said in the verse is not the case today. If you want to figure out, if you're going backwards, when was the last time you had a scenario like this? Do you know how far back you have to go? But before I show you that, let me show you something else. That particular verse, if you understand and interpret, it can be shown visually like this. And do you know what this is? Uh, any physics graduates here? Kepler. Kepler? Kepler's law, which is in the 16th, 17th century there, that Kepler came up with the law saying that the orbits are not circular, but the orbits are elliptical. Okay? And what that I'm showing you there, the blue, you know, the, I will not go into technical language, but that is Kepler's law 1, 2, and 3. Kepler's law, 16th century, 17th century. Guys, 
Now I'm going to show you the timing of this verse or where this verse from Surya Siddhanta takes you. Because there are some additional verses, it says there were two pole stars, one in the north, one in the south. And then that peak of Hemanta was there and peak of Grishma was there. Okay, and something else. It says the inclination of the axis, which is right now 23.5 or so, it was 24, it says. Very, very precise. There is no approximation. 1397 is the R sign, if there are math major here. And the, uh, the radius of Surya Siddhanta for the earth, like axis, is 3438. It's very, very precise numbers. You can refer to 24.01, 23.97 and so on. It's possible. And it takes you to 12,000 BC. Hang on to your chairs, guys, okay? Don't, I don't want you to fall off. 12,000 BC, 14,000 years ago. Now, now think of agriculture evidence. Think of the navigation evidence. If they are doing it this long, then they also need astronomy. When to sow the seeds, when to harvest, this is for agriculture. And then going around the world, you know, you need a North Pole star, you need to know other stars, their specific positions, a time of the year, keeping a clock. Because once you go out, right, you have to adjust even we struggle when we travel, you know. So it was, it was there. So this is, and if you go back, I just showed you one, but there are series of updates into Surya Siddhanta. And these are only maybe 20 verses that we have explored out of, uh, we'll get to question answer. What do you mean by updates? Updates meaning say uh, Panchang for example. Right now we say Ashwini is the first nakshatra and uh, Makar Sankranta meaning Uttarayan is on the 14th January. Basically we should have updated it. It's a time for update. We should have corrected it and say no, no, it's not 14th January, it's 21st September. Sorry, 21st December. Or uh, Ashwini is no longer a first nakshatra. It is uh, actually close to Purva Bhadrapada. Ashwini, Revati, Uttara Bhadrapada, Purva Bhadrapada. Right now the point of uh, spring equinox, Vasanta Sampat, is between Uttara Bhadrapada and Purva Bhadrapada. So suppose existing Panchang exists. Now somebody makes those corrections. Suddenly, you know, uh, 14 January goes to 21st and then first nakshatra is somewhere we will make the note. But the old Panchanga will also survive. And 5,000 years down the road, they will look at us and say, who are these idiots? <laughs> who are these people who are confusing us? Like, you know, just the, sometime they say 14 January, sometime they say 21st uh, December, sometime they say Ashwini is the first nakshatra, and some documents they say uh, Uttara Bhadrapada or Purva Bhadrapada is the first nakshatra. Are you with me? And that allows us to, allows us to figure it out. In fact, Makar Sankranta allows us to figure it out when that tradition started. It started like 1800 years ago. Astronomically, we can figure it out. Similarly, those verses, some of the specific things, latitude measurements of nakshatra, they do not make sense for today. So we say, when would they would have made these measurements, just like when the Ashwini would have been the first nakshatra? Why folks would have celebrated on 14th of January, right? So on. So when we go backwards, we can find those. They actually go back to like 14,500 BC, so like 17,000 years. Multiple corrections. And this is only 20 verses out of 500. Who knows what else is out there? Okay. inside this quickly this is epidemics and medicine now we are used to modern medicine granted we say ayurveda how many of you take ayurvedic medicine okay kudos to you all right okay oh, everyone yeah now uh, excellent now how many of you nothing wrong guys if how many of you go into allopathy Okay, the w excellent. So what the point I want to make it is, I mean, everything has its advantages and disadvantages. Like allopathy has also done tremendous job when it comes to anesthesia operations. You know, they have done, taken from us, but they have done... Huh? 
या क्रिएटिंग इमरजेंसी और हैंडलिंग इमरजेंसी राइट हैंडलिंग इमरजेंसी आल्सो राइट और एंटीबायोटिक्स सो दे नॉट टू बी डिस्काउंटेड कंप्लीटली इनफैक्ट आई आई विल जस्ट टेक वन मिनट से यू नो वी हैव टू आल्सो गेट आउट ऑफ रिकॉग्नाइज द लिमिटेशंस ऑफ अदर अप्रोचेस learn about our approaches but also get out of the dichotomy like them versus us in terms of science you know so so gregorian calendar oh why are you using gregorian calendar and then they run away when say which calendar i should use you know that's very tamasic guys you know extremely tamasic just don't think uh, somehow it has to be indian and something has to be done you know we have to design a calendar try designing okay you will have at least mental diarrhea it's it's that difficult okay all right so looking at the disease epidemics and medicine that is that abhishastu i'm just using this and i'm going to run fast through this um uh, so th this is the timeline against this timeline it gives a context and therefore i'm stating it i'm going to show you three cases quickly there is a whole independent talk on this okay somewhere else uh, on these three cases in detail so just from a medicine field i'm going to show you one two three the first one is a cure the second one is sorry the first one is a prevention second one is a cure and the third one is a example of patient management okay and there is a another example i could give myself is a recovery but that will take time so i'll skip it for today okay yesterday morning <coughs> suddenly i felt under the weather everyone understands under the weather you know and of course i mean traveling that happens but something that i'm practicing comes from ayurveda i won't tell you today even if you hold a gun to my head i won't tell you um but i just started that and i'm back here i mean i was very horrible yesterday morning but i have done this before i'm practicing it for a long time i knew i would be just fine no for but i'll just show you these three quickly examples uh smallpox everyone knows i mean smallpox now is just gone eradicated um if you think of smallpox and inoculation what name comes to your mind Jenner right Edward Jenner excellent 100 brownie points whoever said that okay Edward Jenner what did he do came up with the inoculation cow vaccination you know in cow you know it's called waka okay that's why vaccination by the way just so that you know the waka comes from sanskrit too guys those people who know rugveda wak you know guys cows footprints you know that's that anyways so smallpox inoculation this is the story that has been told and that's a correct story edward jenner was uh, born in 1739 he went to school became a doctor 1792 started doing cowpox experiments um, you know on the vaccination and then he administered to some that's the story we know edward jenner smallpox vaccination edward jenner this is here is a story i'm going very fast there is a documented evidence of course that means not to say that there was nothing before but the documented evidence that is found shows that 1500s india had a well established program of a inoculation okay the word was used slightly different it was not vaccination okay but a well established program of uh, uh, taking care of smallpox okay and a very sophisticated system i'll just not have a time to go through it to the extent in 16th hundreds uh, the europeans thought of that as a skin condition so the pustules come right and the pus they didn't relate to the virus or what what the true condition is they they just thought of this as a skin condition and therefore their treatment was essentially a mistreatment you know they just tried to scissoro you know put something so that it gets better it didn't get better people died okay um to the extent you know that there were people who were working british people working in india 
try to see here how successful it was. How many of you have heard in a business world Six Sigma? Some of you, right? I mean, I'm, I'm a Six Sigma teacher, by the way, and lean and whatnot. The performance of the Indian inoculation method was better than Six Sigma. Okay? So these people like Dr. Robert Colt, he wrote from here telling those guys, guys, follow this method. You will save some lives there. But they were not ready to listen. Of course, one thing was coming from a brown guy, but even there was a lot of dogma there, you know, like that. There was another effort, you know, a very detailed paper, you know, Holwell, he wrote about the efficacy of Indian uh, inoculation. And he said, the, all the our folks, meaning our folks, meaning the British folks in uh, Kolkata, because that's where they, they had a stronghold at that time, right? He said, the, they have survived and we haven't lost a single individual during the smallpox epidemic thanks to the Indian method of inoculation. You will see these words in his paper. This is written when? 17 that. Now what is sad, what is interesting, and you have to understand this strategically, you have to understand this. Again, science helps you or dharma or helps you in a scientific or strategic, both. In 1802, when this uh, Jenner's uh, vaccination came, and that was a good thing. I mean, we should cherish that, by the way. You know, it doesn't matter where it comes from. They banned the traditional Indian method of smallpox inoculation. Why? Chiching, chiching. Okay? To just have a control and whatnot. Okay? And if somebody objects to it, they will write essays, they will write books to justify that, even then. But that even continues now. I mean, I have papers uh, the, from 1981 to 2012, guys, still defending, denying the Indian origin of inoculation. I mean, that's the kind of thing going in the underground, you know. You cannot be novice, you cannot be simpleton, you cannot be juvenile when you read stuff, when you watch stuff, you know, and try to make sense of it, alright. Um, Shitala, you know, the, the goddess related to the uh, Shitala Mata, you know, so that I will just skip through that. What she has, in one hand she has a broom, other hand she has the pot. Do you know what those pot is for and the broom? That, we call it Tika afterwards, of course the modern method. That's how, you know, this is the culture of the smallpox. And then, you know, using uh, that uh, broom, uh, one individual uh, stem, it will be, that's how it was administered. You know, a wound was made and it was given there. They went through a Ayurveda type prescription, proscription thing, not eating certain things. So if you like fish, you are not allowed to fish for, eat fish for like 10 days or 15 days or a month until that became fixed. Um, and the rate was very good. But I want to take you quickly even back. That reference, I mean, it even goes back to Mahabharat, which I have dated to, I told you, right, 5561 BC. By the way, as a chronology, the way I simply give a mantra to remember the mnemonics is, uh, uh, you know, Pade Patai, na? multiplication table hum karte the, you know, so seven ka, seven ka Pada hai was, seven times two is 14, seven times three is 21. Mahabharat 7,000 years ago, Ramayana 14,000 years ago, and Rugveda oldest portion 21,000 years ago. Can you remember that? If you only remember this, this lecture is worth, okay? But you find the reference to that even in Mahabharata. Now this is rhinoplasty, nose job. Okay, this one again, you know, if if somebody is not aware and somebody is into this, he says, "Ye kya padne ka? Jada jada namaskar karo, full chadao aur namaskar karo." What this is showing from Sushrut Samvita is how to perform the nose operation when the nose is gone. How to put an artificial nose like a rhinoplasty? This became so popular it was known as a Indian flap method. Quickly, just to show you what they did, um, you know, the Westerner, everyone was doing operation, but they used to take a skin from the cheek or somewhere or the thigh and put it there. 
but the skin used to dry very fast. The Indian method, the, the one that is described on the previous page, and I'm going to show you how old that method is. They did not cut the skin completely. In fact, they took the flap from here because, you know, gravitationally it helps. If you take a flap from here, it will sort of against the gravity. But here, it just naturally comes here. You put it on. You don't cut completely. So there is a living tissue. The skin is living. So it doesn't dry up. That was the Indian method that I showed you on the previous page. And if you want to know how old is that, this is our work. Again, there is a talk at Oxford that I gave. It is also a Srijan talk. The essentially, we can say that we don't know exact timing of Sushrut, but Sushrut was definitely more than 7,500 years ago. We don't know how old. It can go anywhere. Okay. All right, quickly, last one. Um, who is this? Kumbhakarna. Now, I'm going to show you the, the biggest enemy or the hardest enemies that we face are not outside. They are here, among us. Uh, this is my research on the Kumbhakarna. Everyone knows about Kumbhakarna, the famous things. What is he? Sleeping all the time, eating a lot. Everyone knows that. I'm going fast through this. Six months sleeping, one day awake or six day, six months awake, again sleeping. There are various various things, right? He was very big, strong, powerful, but used to eat a lot, drink a lot, you know, and sleep sleep longer. Now, what, what you would have thought? Even I thought the same thing, you know, because it's a poetry. Ramayana is Arsha Kavya, Mahabharata is Arsha Kavya. That could be exaggeration. This is what how we have to start thinking. What if it is not exaggeration? Like a Brahmastra, you know. When we lazily sit and say, oh, Brahmastra was a nuclear bomb. Tha. No, that is a total tamas. We have to work, we have to look at the Brahmastra description, do something about it. So, you know. So, I said, what if this is true? And then, long story, but I was working on some medical product, uh, medical cream. I, I was reading everything about the sleep literature, like sleep problems and whatnot, because the cream was like related to that. And I came across one case study. So, you have to ask some questions, because if you don't, then either I did not tell you anything new, or you haven't understood anything. Uh, yeah, let's go here. Yeah. You mentioned about the Ikigai. There are, there are these four circles. Uh, I believe that, you know, for example, I didn't have the occasion to read Vedas, and, uh, but lots of things resonate. Uh, when you merge all the four circles and make it as a lived experience, so an emic experience rather than an etic experience, so I think there is a collaboration you know, between the Indology because you may not have had the occasion uh, you know, not being in India and lots of other things. I want to share at some time that would it make a big difference if we collaborated and uh, set, uh, corrected the course. For example, <coughs> I'll just cut to your chair of the CAA discourse or the JNU episode. See, yeah, don't go there, just get to the question. Yeah. The question is that you, know, you may give the Gyan, yeah. but it is not Vigyan to me. You may give the religion, but yeah. it is not dharma to me, yeah. because it's not coming from a lived experience. Yeah. That's the... Uh, yeah. Correct, correct. That is, uh, everyone understands, that is absolutely correct. There is other problem also. I mean, many. Bhagavad Gita is again another text to read for that. You know, even if uh, you tell something, everyone understands, but there will be five people who will not understand, or they will completely misunderstand, 180 degree. And that happens all the time. I mean, in a, we, everyone has that experience. But it used to frustrate me to no limits. I said, Are, itna simple hai, ko six year ko samaj hai, aap to uh, Indology mein kaam kar rahe hai, aapko astronomy bhi aati hai, aur aapko hi pata nahi chal rahe. Right? Maybe I wasn't reading Bhagavad Gita enough. 
If you go to 18.32, you know, he says, Adharmam dharmam itiya manyate tamasavruta sarvarthan vipari tamsha buddhisa partha tamasi. So, if your buddhi is tamasi, so everything you see 180 degree opposite. Okay? Not that other disease that I am talking. What do you call that? The people see the letters ulta, you know? Dyslexia. Huh? dyslexia. dyslexia. Uh, so some maybe something mental dyslexia here, you know. But it happens. I, and I'm not saying that solves the problem, but that solves the problem for you. You feel content. Okay? Alright. So we, we will talk. I and mean, that's what your point is correct. I mean, there is nothing more to talk. What you said is absolutely correct. But there is an internal problem also. Even if emic attack, but some person will just not understand. I think we have to move on, you know, because जैसे 130 क्या नंबर है करोड़ है हमारे पास यू नो तो क्यों चिंता करो दो लोगों की यू नो नेक्स्ट या इफ यू वाज़ द क्रोनोलॉजी यू कैन सी दैट रफली आफ्टर 800 देर आर नो मोर रिसर्च और और एनीथिंग न्यू कमिंग आउट इन our tradition or in our ancient, uh, that thing has stopped somewhere. After uh, 800? 800 AD. AD. AD huh? uh, you say the all thing stopped. Means huh. we have not written any new Upanishad, huh. any development. Okay. So, uh, no, earlier, yeah. uh, huh. the actually, it is like quantum mechanics. Difficult to understand for everybody. But many people study quantum mechanics because it's profitable. So, the uh, protection of uh, government or the Raj Satta, was responsible for all these researches and no ask the question i mean it's just a comment comment yeah. is also okay no, no. Huh. so what's the way out how can we make huh. it profitable that's okay. the question okay because unless yeah fair you went on a bit tangent on different one but i mean not tangent meaning you didn't do anything wrong there are two questions there but the first thing i want to challenge that is that nothing happened after 800 ad that's not correct there is a tons of stuff. Of course, granted, you know, remember Nalanda, remember Takshashila no, no, burning. After, particularly after Sankaracharya, nothing uh, means uh, of that nature has happened. What nature? Means, uh, for example, Sankhya Vaisesik, all these darsanas. Ah, ah. Then uh, Sankara wrote excellent commentaries and they uh, he popularized and gave the concept of Advait uh, in a okay. very explainable matter. And then nothing came out after that? Nothing significant. Okay, no, I, I mean. That was the period of this. Fair, fair. So Shankara's time, I mean, the, the Westerners tells us 700 AD. I'm saying it's a 500 BC, not I'm saying many, right? I would say tons of stuff came after Shankara. Even to this day. It's just that, no, no, we may disagree, but let me uh, respond to that. Just quote one. Aha. Anything. Which subject? Any subject. Astronomy, agriculture, Aha. Uh, literature. Very nice. Very nice. Nirakanta Somayaji, Madhava. No, they are all 700 Madhvacharya. No, bhai. This is a mathematician Madhava. We are talking 14th, 15th, 15th century. Ganesh Daivadnya. We are talking 17. Nilakanta Chaturda, Nilakanta Somayaji, just just on astronomy. Yeah. No, you see, if you are in a no no, just listen to it. You don't you don't have to agree with me. If you are in a denial mode, what will happen is you have locked yourself, you know, so you'll not even listen to what I'm saying. You know, just listen, you don't have to agree with me. You can go and check those books and see the fascination. Bhaskaracharya, Bhaskaracharya 1, Bhaskaracharya 2. Just fasc fascinating stuff down to this day. Okay? Why? One person, I mean, you are stand I mean, I'm standing in front of you. I haven't written everything, but you know, Rohini Shakatabed. Uh, Rohini Shakatabed, Ganesh Daivadni has written, Varamir has written, many others, are, uh, old Garga has written. 
Garga is also 200, 300 BC, they say, I don't know, if the, the other Garga, not the Krishna Garga. But what I am showing on a Rohini Shakata Beda, in fact, I have not published yet. Okay? The funny thing is, even if I give you the outcome, people will not believe. So I don't worry about people stealing anything. Now it's happening. No, no, what do you mean? So that's after Sankaracharya. But Madhvacharya, Ramanujacharya, if you take, go to Marathi tradition, Jnaneshwara. Jnaneshwara's commentary on Bhagavad Gita, you know, I mean, Shankaracharya was a very humble, right? Shankaracharya wrote Brahma Sutra. Brahma Sutra is a tiger, you know, those people yeah. have read it, right? Vayam Bruma, like, you know, what you call, uh, respectful uh, single vachan, whatever they call, uh, you know, Aham Prapte Bruma. But when it comes to Bhagavad Gita, what does he say? Yatne Kriyata Maya, Kriyatoma Maya. I confusion you know, it has become confused. So much stuff. And it, so astronomy, pick any other field. You go to um, Ayurveda, you will find tons of stuff. I also didn't know that. So I'm not saying, you, I also was in a, some states similar problem as you. When I was in the ninth grade and there was, you know, that optics, there was a name of one scientist, you know, and that names I forgot now and you help me, but it was like a Chandrakan Marathe or something, eh? something he did in optics. I was in ninth grade, I remember that, the teacher taught me and I said, Are ho sakta hai? can you tell me why? <laughs> because scientist means it has to be a non-Indian name. <laughs> that time, that was like that, so... Now, if you go say, take science, Jagdish Chandra Basu, C. V. Raman, you know, you will see that. I mean, I mean, just you. I mean, you pick a field. I will, I will tell you. Ek, the, the say, if you take philosophy, like Dhaneshwar, I'm just talking Marathi. But Eknath, the 16th century, fascinating. If you go, uh, uh, go I mean, Gauda, what do you call Calcutta? I mean, Bengal. Okay, the Jiva Goswami is taken. See, what we think, they did something religious. That's what we think. Jiva Goswami is Achinta Bhedabe Tattva Sandarbha. We think religious. Quantum mechanics scientist at Berkeley are studying Jiva Goswami. So, Jiva Goswami is from what? Uh, like Chaitanya's contemporary, so like 16th century. No, 16th century, timing wise. Timing wise. Ramda Swami, if you read, uh, I mean, Dasabodh, you'll fascinate. I mean, something that they are doing, I mean, they are writing in a religious context. But even the science and even some other stuff they are telling is no, fascinating. Stuff, science and that is not an issue. They, they, our dharma consists of science and everything. So huh? that's not the issue. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so just I will uh, cut short and then we can talk offline. But there is a tons of stuff. What is happening is, in terms of we accepting it or the masses, like, you know, British, whatever, I won't go into that. The British cut those roots and made us so inferior. In fact, I mean, I have traveled around the world, except few countries I have not gone. And I do not find uh, a, a, any worse inferior lot, the people who have inferiority complex, than Indian and Indian, India and Indians. Now, we are smart, but a white person comes, we have to bend. Not say a word, you know, okay. We will talk about it. As you mentioned, that uh, uh, Indians are uh, actually apologetic about our own traditions. So, uh, I would like to ask, uh, if we uh, venture into a territory, for example, now science and religion, uh, my personal comment would be that uh, I perceive that they are slightly different fields. Because science uh, is on the trajectory of senses, you verify everything based on sensory uh, authentication. Mm -hmm. Whereas with the Indian dharma, it is probably you investigate in inside inwards and somewhere you realize something. It is a realization when kind of probably what people tell is that everything opens up and everything starts fitting like a jigsaw. Okay. Everything starts fitting into each other. Yeah. 
so from that point uh, you mentioned ab about praman now what happens is if we start engaging with the others in their field in their game maybe they are a little better than us at that game and we get en engrossed in that game what i would suggest is in such forums we should bring those people onto our field we should tell them that this is the area where we are unfortunately what we see is we are going into their game and then we are i got it get, get to the question yeah the uh, second point is regarding whether objective truth like we say about objective truth what is objectivity with respect to science and with spirituality that area i think we need to investigate and explain a little bit uh, thirdly about the calculations that have been done uh they also say like we have that concept of jambu dweep then seven continent drifting away then india is striking into the mainland and himalayas coming up so this is a huge period yeah. we are talking about a huge uh, transit in which the observations of the people now we are going back in time and corroborating with respect to observations of humans so these observations are relative with respect to your position on the earth now in the earth itself the platform is moving so are these uh, calculations in especially in the software models of nasa and yeah. we what yeah. we say are they catering for these movements of the uh, uh, yeah. the okay. continent drift theory i got it and lastly fast uh, uh, comment is yeah. that we also need to be careful about the economic aspect which you mentioned that invariably everything in the western science and western development is focused on economy demand supply money whereas in ours there was welfare of this people and everybody around so yeah. i think we also need to get back and do our work with respect to welfare that is our strength and we should not get into okay i mean all four all four great points okay excellent excellent points i will sort of summarize for the first three as an answer um what you have to do is i mean if the question is there a moment taken into account the the earth's moment no it may not be taken into account but you have to go deeper to understand it doesn't matter for example uh, then uh, you didn't ask but astronomy people say it's a cyclical phenomenon it happens time and again you know i mean you didn't say it but those even people say it's a innocent statement it's a juvenile statement people have not done astronomy you know the cyclical phenomenon is there but there are many phenomena which are not cyclical you you look at my work like i have three books i showed you you read at it and you know uh, just like quantum mechanics they said after reading quantum mechanics if you don't become mad then you have not understood quantum mechanics so after reading my books and understanding it you know you should not able to sleep for 10 nights if you sleep you haven't understood the whole thing of the books <laughs> yeah i mean even when i made the first discovery i said is this real meaning i was looking for that one discovery one shlok for 15 years but when actually i found it i said i must have made a mistake okay something like that um but no i mean those those are the things that you said then also is not ours or theirs or you said bring those people uh, we should bring those people quickly uh, i'll come back to questions quickly i'll say have you heard the story from upanishad of 10 people traveling you know you know what that what where i'm going who does not know the story of 10 people traveling quickly i'll say there are 10 guys uh, traveling from destination a to b like in the they are going to go through the forest and mountains and what not so they say at certain points we should get together and make a count make sure that we all are there you know tiger hasn't eaten one you know something like this so every time they stop a person takes a uh, you know count he says 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 and every time they wonder what happened to the 10th guy then somebody say why don't you count 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 
But the, where is it happened to the tenth guy? Do you know the answer? The self. The self. Okay. You know where, where I'm going with this. You know, I'm doing in my way. Number of you are doing in your own way. We have to get more people to do it. If you're not doing anything, then you have to start doing something. Take something very small, tangible, go do it. If you think, I mean, there is no point. I get a guy's hunt. I, I have to find out some IT expert to figure it out something. 50 to 100 emails I get. I'm nobody, you know. I'm a small guy. 100 emails saying, sir, uh, now let's research on this. Just suggestive. It's a, it's a nightmare. I mean, just to delete, I don't have a time, honestly. Okay. So if you have, if you feel so passionate, do it. I mean, I'm not saying you, but it's a passionate, do it. But you raise some wonderful points. The thing is, if you start researching, and actually you may find some limitations of this, but that will lead to additional knowledge, additional exciting revolutions. That is for sure. That's how my journey started some 25 years ago. Okay. Next. Uh, hold on, no, 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 you don't get the chance. No, 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 shh, shh. I'll, you, you had, uh, we'll come back, yeah. I, no, but if, in case you wonder, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher. I can handle 500 people, okay? So thank you for your presentation. It was wonderful. Um, the reason why I came to this presentation also was uh, a very strong understanding, and it's not a belief, uh, that what you consider as spirituality, I actually consider as science. Uh, yes, and it is the truth. It is a factual truth. It is to be determined as the truth. And to to respond to your comment on the economics and the economic aspects uh, of science and spirituality, it also grows because human beings do require Lakshmi. So there is no detachment between spirituality and Lakshmi, and they go hand in hand. Correct. It is for human benefit. Yes, yes. But those are just comments. But specifically, I okay, so there's a question on. I wanted no, no, to uh, ask. Just wait, wait a minute. When your turn comes, guys, ask the question, okay? Don't get into comment. The comment is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Comment is wonderful. But everyone understands ROI, return on investment. Yeah, yeah. So best use of your time and my time is to ask me the question. And you know, the, the platform exists. Come up with the lecture. There will be another ending talk. So a question. Okay. A Here's question. a question now. A question. So you had very briefly commented on this, and I don't. Question, know please. Just say. Question starts with what, how, where, why. So we you can, said uh, something about the caste system. We can cover more questions. Yeah, you you mentioned something about the Varna system, and you. I don't know if you have a talk on that or if you have done any research on that. Uh, but on the Varna system, there was this comment that you made in terms of it is primarily guna based and not birth based. Uh, my question is nowhere in Indian tradition. Have I seen a Brahmin's child being a Shudra or a Shudra's child ever becoming a Brahmin? They may have adopted some of those other natures like yeah. Parshurama, but the transition from one caste to the other does not exist in the scripture. So are we falling into a trap uh, of sort of denying what the Varna system was yeah, yeah. and rather than looking at other ways of explaining it. Yeah, great question. So uh, everyone understood the question. So like, are we getting trapped into it? See, again, I don't have an answer to that. But what I will say is, uh, Professor B. N. Uh, Bal Gangadhar, if you have heard the name, you know, he has written a wonderful books. Do read it. Uh, again, I'm not saying I agree with everything he says. In fact, there's a lot that I completely disagree. But these are wonderful points that he has made, which is, uh, you see, why the Varna system still exists, not just in India, but even outside. They won't call it Varna because they don't have Bhagavad Gita or our words. But it exists. The class hierarchy, casta, there is no caste in India. I mean, we have these all our problems. I'm not saying Varnashram system does not have problems. But their problems are universal. And what Balagangadhar makes an argument, and it's a very brilliant argument, he said some of the structures survive and sustain because they serve a useful purpose. 
whatever it is and it's a long discussion so i won't go into that i would encourage you to read bal gangadhar's books okay hidden in his blindness and there are few books so there is some purpose that it serves that's why they sustain now that's not to say uh, some uh, in our varna srishti in the higher guy taking ah oh, yeah that's right you know no i'm not saying that but there is a purpose okay uh, i'll come here and then come back to you Holy science. How do I rate it? Okay. Yeah. Mukteshwar. Mukteshwar. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. How do I rate it? See. First thing you have to read it. I mean, I have read it. How many of you have read it? How many? Thank you. How many of you have read the book? Raise your hands. Two. That's it. Okay. I mean, so you. So what do you think? Quickly, in a brief. Huh. that is the point he has given a perspective understand there there are 30 different definitions of a yuga swami mukteshwar says 31st let's say just for a simplicity each of this what did shankaracharya said gnanam na purusha tantram kintu vastu tantram now that's a fascinating theory by the way and there is a book written on it have you read that the lost star okay see this tapasya means like going deep 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 20 levels deeper i have read mukteshwar i have read the lost star i have talked to the uh, author of the lost star the lost star has fascinating arguments that goes in support of what mukteshwar is saying having said that there are many arguments that goes against mukteshwar's theory so the thing is open but somebody has to take it i mean that lost this is a western guy by the way the one who wrote lost star and does some wonderful i mean raise some questions about the existing uh, model for the procession amazing um, but we need to i mean uh, and unfortunately it's a 26000 year model you know so we won't uh, be there necessarily i'll quickly digress and tell you something that happened at jnu and that's something i want you to refrain from this won't tell the names i mean not that any problem i don't remember the names i don't know the person first name basis a medical doctor famous all that lots of has written lots of books and it's not about him it's about what he did or i mean his thing so he talked about the consciousness model and everyone knows annam brahmeti vijanat prano brahmeti vijanat mano brahmeti vijanat vijnana brahmeti vijanat ananda brahmeti vijanat these are the five annakosh brahm pranakosh and all that right anna is like finally brahma so based on that if you could, if you knew this then you know that that's not new theory like here's a theory with the five circles you know what those circles are no problem with that based on that actually has done a good job in terms of sort of like saying okay this is how we need to study is a medical doctor comfortable with equipments but then he said none of this can be tested no none no aspect of his theory can be tested but with technology it will be tested okay so when the first thing will be tested he says in 22nd century the some other aspect will be tested in 23rd century another in 24th century you know this is very similar to copernicus copernicus was so scared that he said he, my book is ready but when i die you publish it okay You see to make some sense and sure everything will not be figured it out but we have to find the problems which can be solved so if you have a theory and you know that it cannot be done then then it's not so for example in mukteshwar's case there are there may taking measurement of precession there is the differences that you see the lost star if you read uh, but i can i mean that that could be another lecture there are serious problems with that theory okay because what he is claiming that has already happened uh, that doesn't match for example i mean my research conflicts with that theory 
So 55, 61 BC, 12,000. And somebody would say, well, you, I could be wrong and he could be right. Well, that's a possibility. But based on the evidence, there is a more evidence on my side right now saying this is correct and that is not correct. You follow? But I'm fascinated. I mean, again, I want you to understand. Just because that theory conflicts, I don't say, oh, come on, throw that book. No, I, I have the book and I'm very fascinated. I mean, how he came up with that and the last star, there is some documentary also made on it. Okay, let's go. How are we doing on time? I will stop you there. Uh, well, anything is possible if you put hard work. Satyena labhyas tapasa yeshatma samyag jnanena brahmacharena nityam. Jab log brahmachare sunte na, to bolte bhai yam se nahi hoga. You know why? Because brahmachari is connected with celibacy. That's what we think. That is not the only meaning of that, by the way. How many of you know that? Thank you. That's great. I'm, I'm Brahmacharya, Krishna bhi Brahmacharya bolte. In fact, if you read in the Mahabharat, when uh, Pandavas and Draupadi, they are going around those 12 years, and many sages, Lomash, Dhaumya, Vyas, they will come. And the first time they used to meet, you know, they say, how are you? Kepasa, you know, good stuff, everything cool. And then they used to, part of that they used to ask, uh, Pandavas or others, uh, uh, you know, or apka Brahmacharya bhi achha hai na? Okay, I, I now no time to go into that. You can read Mahabharata, other Grantha, you will see. Brahmacharya is, what is Brahmacharya? I mean, Brahmacharya is a different context. Celibacy could be part of it. In a, in a early, what do you call, the first uh, part, 25 years, it could be part of it. Grostha also is a, can be Brahmacharya, if you follow certain rules and regulations, something like this. The main idea of Brahmacharya is Brahma, Acharan, to do, get to the Brahma, which is what? Adhyayan, Swadhyaya, Chintan, Manan. Study, contemplation, thinking, that is what, what is referred to. So, back to that, you would have to do it. But just a quick answer, there was this one finance expert, our Indian finance expert. There is a YouTube video you can see that uh, Dr. Manish, some uh, journalist taking interview. Have you not seen that? Very, fa I mean, you laugh and roll on the floor. You know, that guy is saying, okay, so, udar bahar gaye to aap yo cloud competing, wo cloud udar aagaye to ye ho jayega. You, ha. So, so, you watch that. So, what I am saying is, is it possible? Lot of things that we think never possible. I mean, now we take it for granted the wireless phone. Just imagine that telling somebody 400 years ago. Yeah, he will take you to psychiatric hospital. Okay, so so you have to do something. The, what you just heard, na, it is a shabda. But it's not authoritative shabda. It's not coming from some reliable person. If you try to trace it, it you will just waste your time. So we shouldn't go for that. Like, you know, in Nasik talk, somebody asked me, it, I mean, I didn't, you did not irritate me, nor did that lady. But it is really irritating in a different way, which is to say, uh, puchke kya fayda? I'm saying, if you're fascinated, just find out very quickly, you're going to find out, it's all useless. This one lady asked me, um, is Australia the astralay of Mahabharata? Bhai, mujhe mat puchho, aap Google mein jake, Australia ka meaning kya hai, pata karo, to samjhe ka ki ho dakshin ke liye, Austral, Astral, A-S-T-R-A, Astral, karke, South karke hua hai, us liye wo South ka land karke hua hai, uska kya Mahabharat se lena dena? I mean, that is a height of dumbness. And why I'm saying this, I'm not angry or anything, guys, our resources are so limited, we cannot afford, and it's not nothing pointed at you, by the way. We cannot afford to ask such nonsensical questions. There is a there is a statement. It says uh, the question also that you ask, you know, is a surprojana sandigda. You ask because you have done a work and you still have a doubt, or 
if the question is answered it will serve a extremely useful purpose so prayojana sandigda okay next now i'll come back hold on here um i wanted to ask you've said to do these researches i personally do a lot of these researches and then i come at stumbling block points wherein <coughs> either somebody extremely brilliant in sanskrit can answer or yeah. somebody with an extremely good uh, good knowing of ramayan mahabharat can answer can you guide cannot me cannot answer right cannot answer you said no they can answer they can answer yeah okay. but i don't know these people okay uh, so i uh, would you recommend do you know uh, of any of these forums where i can put my questions or the level of research that i have reached i can ask them yeah. are there any forums who what why where yeah. would you recommend great you point no you will you will find many forums you will find many people and you should it's a trial and error there is no option to that i'll quick, quickly tell you story to tell you the recommend recent. some names because i don't know any that yeah. i'm asking yeah so uh, couple of great point i'll come to that the first one i will tell you like who is the expert see for example in lean six sigma i mean i told you that that's what i was i was a guru in general electric you know i taught uh, taught like 8000 executives there what used to happen is but we have a each business has some expert like lean six sigma expert like g power system i am expert and so on so what used to happen we had a group and sometimes someone ask a challenging question and you know so question comes to me and i have some answer but i said let me find out what people have to say so i will start the email chain saying to my support structure across the ge or even outside says guys this is a challenge what thoughts you have to solve this problem or something of that effect that email one forwards to another 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 and everyone writes a note it used to come back to me you remember earth is round come back to me and that note will say ask nilesh you'll get the answer <laughs> it started with me you know so that that will happen what happens as you you said stumbling stumbling on the problem that is a good thing Joseph Campbell has said wherever you stumble you find your treasure if you solve that you will find the treasure that my treasure was arundhati vasishta the point i am saying is uh, as you go into the as you go into the cutting cutting edge research you are not going to find many experts i mean you may you will find samadukhi people <laughs> they, they they are all struggling so we can take help from each other the second point that you said can i suggest some names here is a challenge guys you know the guru is there but the shishya also has to get some qualification before it goes to guru you know now we feel offended like you approach someone and somebody says i don't have a time uh, there are some people here and you know i mean surunjoy is why one i mean he's not a guru shishya or anything but he will say i can i always uh, available to him i'm always available to him fair 24/7 almost but many other people i will not be available they they send me good morning some flowers so i have to ignore i mean put them on a block or something like this you know ignore something like this so you have to also i mean not you as all of us have to also develop that qualification when the people start researching you know what have you done because many people simply think it's a plug and play like you know latest model of apple so you go buy it come home plug the thing and tick 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 ready this is this is like the star trek where you are going where no man has gone before so you are going to stumble and you observed it very well for example when it comes to sanskrit when it comes to astronomy geology genetics you are not going to find experts you will be the expert you are the expert even in genetics i'm saying i mean how many of you will believe that uh, i mean i'm a humble guy but my knowledge of genetics is better than um, harvard geneticist if you put effort into anything you can get there same thing with astronomy same thing with astronomy okay <laughs> same thing with sanskrit 
See, for example, this I don't know Sanskrit grammar. I mean, I never learned in that fashion. But what happens is they may know the grammar. I mean, I can tell you the name. Like uh, uh, Professor Shashitiwari is not here. Shashitiwari, I go to her for Sanskrit help many times. Gauri Mahulikar, I go to help to you know to her for many times. Um, Professor Vienja, I mean, many people I go and they help me. That's why I'm just mentioning the name. But they struggle. And it so happens that many times I give them the idea, not because I know Sanskrit, but because I know something else, what that reference is. And they say, ah, that makes sense. Now they suddenly start finding the Sanskrit rules or whatever it is. Say, oh, it is, this is an exception, but that, that is also there. And they will give me reference of Bhartuari had also done that and whatnot. So you have to have some qualification. You have to produce something so that people have saying this person is serious. When I published the book in 2011, I mean, you know, five years, nothing happened. Not that I was disappointed. In fact, you know, I was... Then suddenly something happened. There is that, uh, you know, uh, you know what you call breeding period, something like this. So yeah, I mean, there is no uh, good good rule. Uh, be ready for insults. Like people will not respond. You say, "What? Why are you wasting my time?" You say, "My apologies. Sorry. Just move on to the next person." But you will find it. I mean, there are there are many networks. I mean, I don't have to. You start somewhere. You will find your own network. Multiple networks. I don't have to give you the email address or link address. I wasn't asking for email address. I was just asking, is there anybody that you know or is there a forum or something? Unlimited forum. But, you know, this is a very generic question. It depends on what specific thing you are asking. And it's not like you ask a question and you get the answer. You just don't give up. You keep on asking. Finally, somebody shows up, you know. Okay. Yeah. One minute here. Then I'll come back. To One final question. Oh, yeah. Do okay. you equate Gyan with Vigyan hmm. and Vidya with Avidya? Is Vigyan equivalent to Avidya? Vidyan equivalent to Avidya? Vigyan uh, science. Yeah, is it the same as Avidya, which we call in this thing, Upanishads, which we allude to? So are you saying like Vidyan is same as Avidya, equal yes. to Avidya? No, not at all. Uh, Vidyan, Jnana Vidyan, Jnana is the think of as a knowledge. Vidyan is a realized knowledge or a surza knowledge. Something that's a, a secondary nature to you. Be because of the realization. V, V is a Vishesh, V in the sense of Vishesh, yeah, Vishesh, realize, uh, vetted out, you know, in the English sense. Avidya is different, I mean, see, then gets into philosophical thing, like Mukti versus Bandhan. Like if you, you somebody asked me, like, what is the, what latest that stuff has come, you know, Tukaram Maharaj, 16th century, 17th century says, you know, Mukta Kasaya Manave, Baddha Techi Nahi Thave. Mukti Kisko Bolne Ka, Jab Baddha Hi Nahi Hai. That is his realization. So that will not help us, but the realization exists from 17th century, you see. So there is a, see, the another thing, and we have to stop, the another thing is, uh, this is also our assumption, and I'm not going to challenge you. If you want to believe, you can believe whatever. In subjective conviction, you can believe whatever the hell you want to believe. But as far as the objective one goes, that's when, that's when we have to think. One of the assumptions that many of us make, right or wrong, is that, you know, uh, whereas science, the Western way, linear arrow of time, they think the other way. What we see today is the most evolved, most developed, and we were monkeys before. That is the Western view. Now, we shouldn't take the extremely other opposite view either, that some point of time we were extremely perfect, we knew everything, and now it has gone down. No, I would say take any field, jnana, karma, bhakti, yoga, we are making progress. I mean, we might have lost some, but we are making progress. Don't think that like everyone has figured it out 7,000 years ago and 3,000 years ago and now uh, we are going down. The progress has to happen. I mean, sanatana nitya nutana. 
it has to refresh itself in the context if you have to stop that's fine we, we can Okay, so I'll be, uh, I thank you all for coming to us and thank you Nilesh ji.